The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. A good Tuesday morning to you. I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Tuesday, August 29th, 2023, Tuesday of the 21st week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year A, cycle 1. Tuesday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the Rosary. And today is the memorial of the martyrdom of St. John the Baptist. John the Baptist was sent by God to prepare the people for the Messiah. His vocation was one of selfless giving. The only power that he claimed was the Spirit of Yahweh. I am baptizing you with water for repentance, but the one who is coming after me is mightier than I. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. In the end, the drunken oath of a king with a shallow sense of honor, a seductive dance, and the hateful heart of a queen combined to bring about the martyrdom of John the Baptist. St. John the Baptist. Pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Lord Jesus Christ, in union with that divine intention with which you offered to God your praises on earth through your most sacred heart, and now offer them in the sacrament of the Eucharist everywhere, even to the end of time, I most gladly offer you throughout this entire day all my thoughts and intentions, all my affections and desires, all my words and deeds, in imitation of the Most Holy Heart of the Blessed Virgin Mary Immaculate. Amen. And with Pope Francis, we pray that recent World Youth Day in Lisbon will help young people to live and witness the Gospel in their own lives. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the Gospel of the Day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Jesus, we begin our prayer today on this feast day, which must be very dear to you, the feast day of the Passion of St. John the Baptist, your cousin, who was so close to you, so dear to you. In some way, his own conception mirrors yours in the sense that it was miraculous. And he was the first one to herald the presence of the Redeemer, your presence. He leaped in the womb of his mother at the visitation when you came to visit him in the womb of Mary. Apparently Saint Teresa of Calcutta liked to point out that the first one to proclaim the gospel, to proclaim the presence of the Redeemer, was an unborn child. And that's John the Baptist, whose fidelity we celebrate today, whose passion we celebrate today. In fact, in the collect of the the opening prayer of the Mass, we say, Lord Jesus, that Saint John the Baptist went ahead of you both in his birth and in his death. He shed his blood before you. And like all the martyrs, 
he makes your love on the cross present through his passion. Your passion is present in their passion. So many things we can admire in John the Baptist, but one of them is his integrity of life, or what has sometimes been called his unity of life. He's all of a piece. What you see is what you get. He walks the talk. John the Baptist is demanding in his preaching, uncompromising, and at the same time he does it out of love for the people. That's why he attracts so many people, so many people want to listen to him. When he's carrying out his ministry by the river Jordan, we're told all Jerusalem and all of Judea went out to hear him. And in today's gospel, that tyrant, Herod, had imprisoned John the Baptist, and yet he listened to him willingly. Because clearly John the Baptist again was trying to win over the heart and the soul of Herod. He was preaching the word to him when he got the opportunity. People who are full of integrity, who try to, I suppose, walk the talk, to put into effect what they say, to have an integrity between their thoughts and their actions. This ultimately is what holiness is, isn't it? Integrity of life. People like that are always attractive. And John the Baptist was very attractive as a person. That's why even on the banks of the River Jordan, he had his own followers, including St. John the Evangelist. And today we contemplate the martyrdom of John the Baptist. Herod, you might say very stupidly, promises anything to Herodias, even half his kingdom. And she demands the head of John the Baptist on a platter. The king was deeply distressed, but because of his odes and the guests, he did not wish to break his word to her. So he promptly dispatched an executioner with orders to bring back his head. And that is what happened. Herod is a person who seems very mixed up. He is perplexed. He gladly listens to John the Baptist, and at the same time he imprisons him. And in a moment of folly he executes him. He's all over the place, we might say. We can't judge any individual person, but we can assess their actions from the outside. Whereas John the Baptist is a model of unity of life. What you see is what you get. He walks the talk. He's faithful to his identity. He is a disciple, a proclaimer of Christ to the end. And with every fiber of, our, of his being, like he's proclaiming our Lord also with his blood. Lord Jesus, let me ask you today in my prayer that I too may be like John the Baptist, a person of integrity. We all have a certain fragmentation within us, you know, which is due to original sin and our own personal sins. We all do struggle uh, to actually marry our ideals, our call, our vocation with what we do. There are often gaps and little, I suppose, splits between our actions and our, and our better motives. But that's precisely what the Lord has come to help us heal. Behold, I will make all things new. Lord, I, I do need to be fixed in that sense. We're all wounded by a certain fragmentation which comes around by sin. And holiness is precisely um, the work of our Lord to redeem us, to reintegrate things, uh, to restore all things in Christ, to use that phrase. Here we could think perhaps of another martyr whose life is very very beautiful, even though it was a hard life as well. And she is Blessed Margaret Ball, 
born in the countryside in Ireland in 1515. And she was born Margaret Birmingham. But she married a Mr. Ball uh, in Dublin um, and moved to Dublin to live with her husband. He was quite a prominent man. He was uh, very prestigious. He had, they had good money. They were, they had property and business. And Margaret um, always remained faithful to the faith. And you can see from her years, she lived from 1515 to 1584, that she experienced the persecution of the church and the attempt to impose uh, the Reformation in Ireland. So she saw the destruction of the churches of Dublin, the burning of sacred vessels and of vestments and of relics. She saw all that. And yet she remained faithful to the faith. She was a woman of integrity. She hid priests in her house. She facilitated the celebration of the sacraments of the Mass. And she had a son called Walter, who was very ambitious. And in order to further his uh, political career, he became a Protestant. He renounced his Catholic faith. And he eventually became Lord Mayor of Dublin. And one of the first things he did was to imprison his mother in a cell, in a dungeon in Dublin Castle, a cell which was cold and damp and had no natural light. And some people protested with him and said, you shouldn't do that to your mother. And apparently he said, she should be executed, but I'm just imprisoning her. So he, amazing really. And poor Margaret Ball languished there in the prison, in the dungeon for three years. She was, by those, the standards of, of those days, very elderly. She was 69 when she died. That was a great age in those days. She suffered a lot because she had very bad arthritis. And so being put in those conditions was, was terrible. And she died there for the fate. And she, along with 16 other Irish martyrs, was beatified by Pope St. John Paul II in 1992. But what's very interesting is, in her will, she left she bequeathed property to her son, Walter. She could have altered her will, but she didn't. She chose not to. Once a mother, always a mother. Once a Christian, always a Christian. Once called to forgiveness, always forgiving. Integrity of life. Be who you are. Be faithful to your vocation. This is what we see in Blessed Margaret Ball. And it's what we see in the great Saint John the Baptist, whose passion we celebrate today. Lord Jesus, grant us, grant me, the grace of unity of life, faithfulness to my identity. And it's very often, as we know, in simple little things. It's how we treat one another in the family, in the workplace, in the sports club. It's how we speak about one another. It's how we work. It's how we, uh, just how we live, really. So we ask our Blessed Mother, Queen of Martyrs, who I'm sure welcomed and, uh, if you like, today is celebrating with John the Baptist and our Lord in a special way. We ask you, Mother, to grant us the gift of integrity, unity of life. In other words, to help us, despite our weaknesses, to help us to be holy. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations you have communicated to me in this time of prayer, I ask you for help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, 
My guardian angel, intercede for me. There's always more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. This liturgical day begins in just a couple of minutes. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We're observing the martyrdom of St. John the Baptist today. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We begin this day of prayer now as we join with the whole church, led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips. And and my my mouth will will proclaim your praise. praise. Come, let us worship the Lamb of God on the feast of St. John, who went before Christ in life and death. Come, let us worship the Lamb of God on the feast of St. John, who went before Christ in life and death. Come, let us sing to the Lord, and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving, and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us worship the Lamb of God on the feast of St. John, who went before Christ in life and death. God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him, the dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come, let us worship the Lamb of God on the feast of St. John, who went before Christ in life and death. Come then, let us bow down and worship, bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God, and we are His people. The flock he shepherds. Come, let us worship the Lamb of God on the feast of St. John, who went before Christ in life and death. Today, listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all of my works. Come, let us worship the Lamb of God on the feast of St. John, who went before Christ in life and death. Forty years I endured that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. 
Come, let us worship the Lamb of God on the feast of St. John, who went before Christ in life and death. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship the Lamb of God on the feast of St. John, who went before Christ in life and death. The Lord is just. He will defend the poor. The The Lord Lord is just. just. He He will will defend the poor. Lord, why do you stand afar off and hide yourself in times of distress? The poor man is devoured by the pride of the wicked. He is caught in the schemes that others have made. For the wicked man boasts of his heart's desires. The covetous blasphemes and spurns the Lord. In his pride, the wicked says, He will not punish. There is no God. Such are his thoughts. His path is ever untroubled. Your judgment is far from his mind. His enemies regard him with contempt. He thinks, never shall I falter. Misfortune shall never be my lot. His mouth is full of cursing, guile, oppression, mischief, and deceit under his tongue. He lies in wait among the reeds, the innocent he murders in secret. His eyes are on the watch for the helpless man. He lurks in hiding like a lion in his lair. He lurks in hiding to seize the poor. He seizes the poor man and drags him away. He crouches, preparing to spring, and the helpless fall beneath his strength. He thinks in his heart, God forget, he hides his face, he does not see. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord is just. He will defend the poor. Lord, you know the burden of my sorrow. Lord, you know the burden of my sorrow. Arise then, Lord, lift up your hand. O God, do not forget the poor. Why should the wicked spurn the Lord and think in his heart, He will not punish? But you have seen the trouble and sorrow. You note it. You take it in hand. The helpless trusts himself to you, for you are the helper of the orphan. Break the power of the wicked and the sinner. Punish his wickedness till nothing remains. The Lord is king forever and ever. The heathen shall perish from the land he rules. Lord, you hear the prayer of the poor. You strengthen their hearts. You turn your ear to protect the rights of the orphan and oppressed, so that mortal man may strike terror no more. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. 
Rise up, Lord, in defense of your people. Do not hide your face from our troubles. Father of orphans, wealth of the poor, we rejoice in making you known. May we find comfort and security in times of pain and anxiety. Lord, you know the burden of my sorrow. The words of the Lord are true, like silver from the furnace. The The words of the Lord are true, like silver from the furnace. Help, O Lord, for good men have vanished. Truth has gone from the sons of men. Falsehood they speak one to another, with lying lips, with a false heart. May the Lord destroy all lying lips, the tongue that speaks high-sounding words, those who say, Our tongue is our strength, our lips are our own, who is our master? For the poor who are oppressed and the needy who groan, I myself will arise, says the Lord. I will grant them the salvation for which they thirst. The words of the Lord are words without alloy, silver from the furnace, seven times refined. It is you, O Lord, who will take us in your care and protect us forever from this generation. See how the wicked prowl on every side, while the worthless are prized highly by the sons of men. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Your light is true light, Lord, and your truth shines like the day. Direct us to salvation through your life-giving words. May we be saved by always embracing your word. The words of the Lord are true. Like Like silver silver from from the the furnace. I have known tribulations and distress. But But in in your your commands, I have have found consolation. From the beginning of the book of the prophet Jeremiah. The words of Jeremiah, son of Hilkiah, of a priestly family in Anathoth, in the land of Benjamin. The word of the Lord first came to him in the days of Josiah, son of Ammon, king of Judah, in the thirteenth year of his reign, and continued through the reign of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah, and until the downfall and exile of Jerusalem in the fifth month of the eleventh year of Zedekiah, son of Josiah, king of Judah. The word of the Lord came to me thus. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I dedicated you, a prophet to the nations, I appointed you. Ah, Lord God, I said, I know not how to speak. I am too young. But the Lord answered me, Say not, I am too young. To whomever I send you, you shall go. Whatever I command you, you shall speak. Have no fear before them because I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord extended his hand and touched my mouth, saying, See, I place my words in your mouth. This day I set you over nations and over kingdoms to root up and to tear down, to destroy and to demolish, to build and to plant. 
the word of the Lord came to me with the question, What do you see, Jeremiah? I see a branch of the watching tree, I replied. Then the Lord said to me, Well, have you seen? For I am watching to fulfill my word. A second time the word of the Lord came to me with the question, What do you see? I see a boiling cauldron, I replied, that appears from the north. And from the north, said the Lord to me, evil will boil over upon all who dwell in the land. Lo, I am summoning all the kingdoms of the north, says the Lord. Each king shall come and set up his throne at the gateways of Jerusalem, opposite her walls all around, and opposite all the cities of Judah. I will pronounce my sentence against them for all their wickedness in forsaking me and in burning incense to strange gods and adoring their own handiwork. But do you gird your loins, stand up and tell them all that I command you. Be not crushed on their account, as though I would leave you crushed before them. For it is I this day who have made you a fortified city, a pillar of iron, a wall of brass against the whole land against Judah's kings and princes, against its priests and people. They will fight against you, but not prevail over you. For I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I consecrated you. I I put put my my words in in your mouth. I, the Lord, have called you to serve the cause of justice. I have appointed you as a covenant to all peoples, as a light to all the nations. I I put put my my words words in your mouth. From a homily by St. Bede the Venerable, Priest As forerunner of our Lord's birth, preaching, and death, The blessed John shows in his struggle a goodness worthy of the sight of heaven. In the words of Scripture, though in the sight of men he suffered torment, his hope is full of immortality. We justly commemorate the day of his birth with a joyful celebration, a day which he himself made festive for us through his suffering, and which he adorned with the crimson splendor of his own blood. We do rightly revere his memory with joyful hearts, for he stamped with the seal of martyrdom the testimony which he delivered on behalf of our Lord. There is no doubt that blessed John suffered imprisonment and chains as a witness to our Redeemer, whose forerunner he was, and gave his life for him. His persecutor had demanded not that he should deny Christ, but only that he should keep silent about the truth. Nevertheless, he died for Christ. Does Christ not say, I am the truth? Therefore, because John shed his blood for the truth, he surely died for Christ. Through his birth, preaching, and baptizing, he bore witness to the coming birth, preaching, and baptism of Christ, and by his own suffering he showed that Christ also would suffer. Such was the quality and strength of the man who accepted the end of this present life by shedding his blood after the long imprisonment. He preached the freedom of heavenly peace, 
yet was thrown into irons by ungodly men. He was locked away in the darkness of prison, though he came bearing witness to the light of life and deserved to be called a bright and shining lamp by that light itself, which is Christ. John was baptized in his own blood, though he had been privileged to baptize the Redeemer of the world, to hear the voice of the Father above him, and to see the grace of the Holy Spirit descending upon him. But to endure temporal agonies for the sake of the truth was not a heavy burden for such men as John. Rather, it was easily borne and even desirable, for he knew eternal joy would be his reward. Since death was ever near at hand through the inescapable necessity of nature, such men considered it a blessing to embrace it and thus gain the reward of eternal life by acknowledging Christ's name. Hence, the Apostle Paul rightly says, You have been granted the privilege not only to believe in Christ, but also to suffer for his sake. He tells us why it is Christ's gift that his chosen ones should suffer for him. The sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed in us. Herod sent out a band of men to arrest John and had him chained and imprisoned. On On account account of of his his brother brother, Philip's wife, Herodias, whom he had married, he sent an executioner who beheaded John in prison. On On account account of of his his brother brother, Philip's wife, Herodias, whom he had married. Let us pray. O God, who willed that St. John the Baptist should go ahead of your son both in his birth and in his death, grant that, as he died a martyr for truth and justice, we, too, may fight hard for the confession of what you teach. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. It didn't take much to turn Herod to what he knew was wrong. Today's Gospel in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Rolliff Radio and the Rolliff Radio app. Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app as we observe the memorial of the martyrdom of St. John the Baptist. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, as I said earlier, it only took a shallow sense of honor, a seductive dance, and a hateful queen to turn Herod's hand. It's from the sixth chapter of the Gospel of Mark. For Herod had sent and seized John and bound him in prison for the sake of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, because he had married her. For John said to Herod, It is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. Herodias had a grudge against John and wanted to kill him, but she could not. For Herod feared John, knowing that he was a righteous and holy man and kept him safe. When Herod heard John, he was much perplexed, and yet he heard him gladly. But an opportunity came when Herod, on his birthday, gave a banquet for his courtiers and officers and the leading men of Galilee. When Herodias' daughter came in and danced, 
She pleased Herod and his guests. And the king said to the girl, Ask me for whatever you wish, and I will grant it. Whatever you ask me, I will give you even half of my kingdom. She went out and said to her mother, What shall I ask? The head of John the Baptizer. Herodias' daughter came in immediately with haste to the king. I want you to give me at once the head of John the Baptist on a platter. The king was exceedingly sorry, but because of his oaths and his guests, he did not want to break his word to her. Immediately the king sent a soldier of the guard and gave orders to bring John's head. He went and beheaded him in the prison and brought his head on a platter and gave it to the girl, and the girl gave it to her mother. When John's disciples heard of it, they came and took his body and laid it in a tomb. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Not very many of us will be called to be martyrs, but we will encounter the cross. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 7, Special Feasts. The history of the Church shows that all who follow closely in the footsteps of Christ experience difficult moments and encounter the cross. To ascend Calvary and co-redeem with Jesus, there are no easy and comfortable routes. Even in the early church, St. Peter writes a letter to all Christians imbued with consolation in the midst of suffering. It was not a matter of the bloody persecutions that would come later, but of the distressing circumstances many would experience for living in accordance with their faith. For some, adversity would come through the family. Slaves had to put up with injustices from their masters and women with the intolerance of their husbands. For others, calumnies, discrimination, or similar affronts arose. St. Peter reminds the faithful that the difficulties they encounter are not meaningless. They should contribute toward one's personal purification. God's judgment, not man's, is what counts. In imitation of Jesus Christ, we should keep in mind that during adversity we can draw down many graces for our persecutors, including faith, as has so often occurred in the past. He calls these individuals blessed and encourages them to bear their sufferings with joy. He also invites them to consider that through baptism the Christian is incorporated into Christ and participates in the Easter mystery. In the midst of suffering, each one of us can share in the passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus, who gives fruition to our daily cross. Since the time of St. John the Baptist, countless souls have given their lives in fidelity to Christ. Jesus awakened enthusiasm among his followers. Immediate contact with him infused confidence. These benefits established a certain tone of living faith among the first Christians, which lent their lives solidity and strength. These attributes are still preserved in the community of the faithful. Christianity has yielded rich and magnificent fruits since its inception. Christ enjoys the testimony of a nearly 2,000-year history. 
In spite of all external opposition and even hidden resistance, the faith has penetrated the inner recesses of hearts and has had an enormous impact on the world. The Church today is a haven for every noble and sacred value. It has passed the test of time Gamaliel spoke of with astounding success. If it were a mere fabrication of men, it would have fallen into ruin long ago. We can see the strength of faith and the love of Christ at work in ourselves and in millions who profess Him, despite what at times seems overwhelming opposition. Most likely the Lord will not ask for our bloody martyrdom as a witness to the faith. If He should, though, we would gladly correspond with the grace. Our normal duty, however, will be our constant cheerfulness in confronting a pagan environment, since calumny, sarcasm, or scorn may come our way. Our joy will then abound on earth and be doubled in heaven. We need always to see problems in a positive light. Let obstacles only make you bigger. The grace of our Lord will not be lacking. Through the very midst of the mountains the waters shall pass. You will pass through mountains. But we need faith, a keen and living faith. A faith like Peter's. When we have it, our Lord has said so, we will move mountains. Humanly insuperable obstacles that rise up against our apostolic undertakings. Moreover, God's consolation will never be lacking. If at some point following the path of Jesus is more trying, we shall seek refuge in the Blessed Mother, the help of Christians. She will provide us protection and the shelter of her cloak. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. On the memorial of the martyrdom of St. John the Baptist, we join the whole church in prayer now. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. The Lord extended his hand and touched my lips. He ordered me to prophesy to the nations. The Lord extended his hand and touched my lips. He ordered me to prophesy to the nations. O God, you are my God, for you I long. For you my soul is thirsting. My body pines for you like a dry, weary land without water. So I gaze on you in the sanctuary to see your strength and your glory. For your love is better than life. My lips will speak your praise. So I will bless you all my life. In your name I will lift up my hand. My soul shall be filled as with a banquet. My mouth shall praise you with joy. On my bed I remember you. On you I muse through the night, for you have been my help. In the shadow of your wings I rejoice. My soul clings to you. Your right hand 
holds me fast. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Father, creator of unfailing light, give that same light to those who call to you. May our lips praise you, our lives proclaim your goodness, our work give you honor, and our voices celebrate you forever. The Lord extended his hand and touched my lips. He ordered me to prophesy to the nations. Herod feared John, knowing him to be a good and holy man, and guarded him carefully. Herod feared John, knowing him to be a good and holy man, and guarded him carefully. Bless the Lord, all you works of the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. Angels of the Lord, bless the Lord. You heavens, bless the Lord. All you waters above the heavens, bless the Lord. All you hosts of the Lord, bless the Lord. Sun and moon, bless the Lord. Stars of heaven, bless the Lord. Every shower and dew, bless the Lord. All you winds, bless the Lord. Fire and heat, bless the Lord. Cold and chill, bless the Lord. Dew and rain, bless the Lord. Frost and chill, bless the Lord. Ice and snow, bless the Lord. Nights and days, bless the Lord. Light and darkness, bless the Lord. Lightnings and clouds, bless the Lord. Let the earth bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. Mountains and hills, bless the Lord. Everything growing from the earth, bless the Lord. You springs, bless the Lord. Seas and rivers, bless the Lord. You dolphins and all water creatures, bless the Lord. All you birds of the air, bless the Lord. All you beasts, wild and tame, bless the Lord. You sons of men, bless the Lord. O Israel, bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. Priests of the Lord, bless the Lord. Servants of the Lord, bless the Lord. Spirits and souls of the just, bless the Lord. Holy men of humble heart, bless the Lord. Hananiah, Azariah, Mishael, bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. Let us bless the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Let us praise and exalt him above all forever. Blessed are you. Lord, in the firmament of heaven, praiseworthy and glorious and exalted above all forever. Herod feared John, knowing him to be a good and holy man, and guarded him carefully. Although John's words disturbed him greatly, Herod enjoyed listening to John. Although John's words disturbed him greatly, Herod enjoyed listening to John. Sing a new song to the Lord. 
is praised in the assembly of the faithful. Let Israel rejoice in its Maker. Let Zion's sons exult in their King. Let them praise His name with dancing and make music with timbrel and harp. For the Lord takes delight in His people. He crowns the poor with salvation. Let the faithful rejoice in their glory, shout for joy and take their rest. Let the praise of God be on their lips and a two-edged sword in their hand. To deal out vengeance to the nations and punishment on all the peoples. To bind their kings in chains and their nobles in fetters of iron. To carry out the sentence preordained. This honor falls for all his faithful. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Let Israel rejoice in you, Lord, and acknowledge you as Creator and Redeemer. We put our trust in your faithfulness and proclaim the wonderful truths of salvation. May your loving kindness embrace us now and forever. Although John's words disturbed him greatly, Herod enjoyed listening to John. A reading from the prophet Isaiah The Lord called me from birth. From my mother's womb he gave me my name. He made me a sharp-edged sword and concealed me in the shadow of his arm. He made me a polished arrow. In his quiver he hid me. You sent your disciples to John, and he gave witness to the truth. You You sent sent your disciples to John, and he he gave gave witness witness to the truth. truth. He was like a brightly shining light, and he gave gave witness witness to the truth. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. You You sent your disciples to John, and he gave witness to the truth. The friend of the bridegroom, who waits and listens for his return, rejoices when he hears his voice. So now my joy is complete. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, He promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, The dawn from on high shall break upon us. 
to to shine shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The friend of the bridegroom, who waits and listens for his return, rejoices when he hears his voice. So now my joy is complete. In faith, let us all call upon Christ, who sent John to prepare for his coming. Dawn from from on on high, break break upon upon us. us. Your coming caused John the Baptist to leap for joy in his mother's womb. Help us to rejoice at your coming among us. Dawn Dawn from from on on high, break break upon upon us. us. Through the life and preaching of the Baptist, you showed us the way to repentance. Turn our hearts to follow the commandments of your kingdom. Dawn from from on high, break break upon us. You willed that your coming among men should be announced by John the Baptist. Send new heralds to proclaim you throughout the world. Dawn from from on high, break upon us. You wish to be baptized by John in the Jordan to fulfill all that the Father required. Help us to do the Father's will. Dawn from on high, break upon us. Gathering our prayers and praises into one, let us offer the prayer Christ himself taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let us pray. O God, who willed that St. John the Baptist should go ahead of your Son, both in his birth and in his death, grant that, as he died a martyr for truth and justice, we, too, may fight hard for the confession of what you teach. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Morning Air is up next. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central, or on the Relevant Radio app. You go out and make this a great day today, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. 10 Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.